e-commerce tomorrow. So where are we going to go with this? Where is this heading? Well, as I said, the forecast uh, for 2023 is one point uh, a one trillion. 2024, 1.1, and 2025, 1.3 trillion. Now, believe it or not, by 2040, it is estimated that 95% of all purchases will be through e-commerce. And I know that's hard to believe. It's like, what? That's impossible. But if you look at where we were just 10 years ago in terms of our shopping habits to where we are today, you can definitely see that, especially given the fact that right now people are focused on millennials, but our Gen Zs and um, the children who are growing up who only ever known the internet. They've never lived without the internet. They've never lived without that convenience. Those are going to be your primary shoppers. So it's very easy to see how that's already going to be a natural part of their behavior. So what does that mean? That means you have to stand out. So the basic websites that we're used to, they're not going to fly anymore. The 2D flat sort of situations, that's not going to gain your customer's attention. Um, three trends that are going to become normalized for e-commerce are artificial intelligence, augmented reality, and virtual reality. These are going to become standard in your e-commerce and retail stores. And they'll look like things like AI-enabled chatbots. So you guys are probably all going to a store, and then in the bottom corner, there's a little chatbot that comes up, and you talk to it, and it just has automated responses. So it don't really talk to you. You're going to have to have more sophisticated chatbots that are actually using artificial intelligence. People are going to be looking for virtual assistance to help guide them. So not just the uh, automatic responses, but, hey, I'm looking for this. Can you recommend something? And they're going to want a live person or an um, artificial intelligence to actually guide them through that. And then um, that takes form also in the, in the shape of AI-enabled personal browsing, um, shopping. Um, so some of the challenges, like we discussed, are skyrocketing at cost. And that, of course, takes up your customer acquisition costs. Your customer acquisition costs, if you don't know, that's how much it costs you to gain a customer. So if you run an ad and you spend $1,000 and uh, you gain 500 customers, then each one of those customers costs you $2. That would be an optimal set of circumstances, but that's your customer acquisition cost. So as the market becomes saturated, you're going to have to spend more on your um, interface. You're going to have to spend more on the back end uh, house things. You're going to have to spend more on your advertising to uh, gain a customer. And now that's all bad. And so it's kind of like, oh, my God, I don't know anything about augmented reality. I don't know anything about virtual reality. And geez, I don't have the money. So one place that you actually can, I say, participate and kind of levels the playing field is in social commerce. So this is a new term um, that you'll start to hear more of. And social commerce is what you're already used to. So when you're on Instagram and you notice there's an Instagram shop or there's a Facebook marketplace, that's social commerce. So it's the social media sites that were largely built to be social media sites and they've integrated commerce and shopping into that space. Now, that's on the rise. 
as you can tell, all, all of your social uh, social um, media platforms. That works really well for smaller brands because if you've noticed the trend where when we were on social media, kind of doing our thing, and you 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 know your personality may have um, lent you gaining a large audience. I know it did for me. Um, you started to gain followers, right? And then you learned how to sort of provide a product or a service and monetize that. And in doing that, you built what is the most valuable thing. You built community. Okay. So in that community and in your tribe now, you are able to connect with your customers in a way that a lot of the larger brands just have not. They've heavily relied on TV and radio and um, commercial and news and print. So when social media came along, the larger brands really didn't take it serious. So we have um, a head start on that. We're used to, you know, how social media works, how to interface with it and everything. So this is one of the places that you can excel. Um, in fact, it's estimated by, by 2025, the uh, social media channels are going to grow uh, triple. OK. And so to give you an example, there's a, a social media platform in China called Taobao. And it's kind of like if you mix Facebook, PayPal and WhatsApp all in one. Well, they account for 78% of all of China's e-commerce sales. So just to let you know, there is a little bit of hope. So you really want to now ramp up and focus on your social media presence with your business. Okay. So now, and everything that I've said, it's like, okay, what is this going to look like? Right. Um, what is this new face of e-commerce going to look like? How does this apply in terms of real world application? So I'm going to show you what it looks like in, in for me stepping up, because I know that we're talking about the metaverse and a lot of people are excited about it. The metaverse is some time out in the way that it's being presented by Mr. Zuckerberg. So the way that it's actually been demoed by him we have some time for that, right? Um, the dot-com bubble that I talked about earlier, the reason why it didn't take off when all of those people invested was largely because the vast majority of um, Americans or just people worldwide, they didn't have a personal computer. So that's where the issue comes sometimes where tech is so far ahead of the people. You know how the law always lags behind tech? Well, tech sometimes is so much ahead of the people. So when you have an interface or an invention that requires the people to have a product in order to use it, albeit a laptop, a smartphone, or a pair of Oculus glasses, you have to kind of, um, that has to become the norm. Right. And so until everyone or the, at least the large majority of people get Oculus glasses or, you know, things like that into their hands, it'll be a little while. So what I like to focus on is how can I segue into this environment in a real and practical way? And so what I've done is, um, oh, I wanted to talk about the advantages, of course. So I'll run through this first and then I'll give you what I've done as my solution. The advantages. And I think most of these are kind of commonsensical. Why do you need to focus on a virtual um, storefront presence versus a physical? 
One, you can expand your audience and your inclusivity. So of course, you know, you have greater reach. If you have a store in LA, your store is in LA. If you're online, you're everywhere, right? You save time and money uh, with the logistics. Of course, it's 95% less to uh, create an online successful store than it is a brick and mortar. Then of course you have flexibility. Your, your customers can shop 24 seven all year long. So right now I'm in New York, it's super cold, it's snowing. I don't feel like going anywhere. I don't feel like going out shopping. So of course, what am I doing? I'm utilizing every delivery system and anybody who has uh, e-commerce. So then you can collect powerful data. Um, that's the difference too. If someone comes into your store, um, they'll shop and sometimes it'll just simply be transactional. If you're not collecting an email to follow up with that customer um, or some sort of a survey or something, you really don't get any data. You know what they bought, but that's it. You don't know what they're interested in. There's actually software that you can implement into your website that you can watch your customer actually traffic through your site. You can see where they're landing, what they're interested in. You can see where they spent their time. There is some software, believe it or not, that is so sophisticated, it actually tracks the eyeballs of the user to see what they're actually really interested in. And some, some of that software, it even records their emotional response. So it can indicate joy or interest on the user's face. And that's giving people cutting edge um, advantages in terms of knowing what products to place, um, what to focus on. So that data is going to be key. And then of course it works in conjunction. So if you do have a brick and mortar store, one of the great things about having the online stores for things like say you were gonna have a pop-up or something in person in your store. Well, if you can't do that for weather issues or lockdown issues and you have a virtual presence, you could still do that without missing out, of course, on that.